Hello, and welcome to the Insecure Podcast. Uh, if you were a fan of the FX Podcast or the short-lived Luke Cage Podcast, welcome back. If you're new, welcome aboard. Uh, you're here with Miss Jacqueline Culley. Hey. Mr. Ural Garrett. What's happening? And I'm Ahmad Childress. So this is uh, first episode. We're going to be talking about Insecure Season 3, Episode 1, Better Like. But what did you guys think about the episode in general? Oh, I was going to be the gentleman and let, uh, you know, and uh, Jack was. Uh, uh, you should probably go first, Ariel. Let's be honest. You should probably go first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yo, uh, yo, I mean, the, yeah, the opening with the list, the throwing up in the list, uh, <laughs> was, yeah, had to be the wildest opener. But, uh, yeah, I, I think this is a pretty, uh, pretty interesting start, uh, pretty interesting start. Uh, the season, um, especially coming from uh, last season, uh, especially the first the opener, uh, it felt like a slower burn than the last. Uh, definitely felt like a slower burn than the uh, first two uh, first two season openers. Um, but I think it does establish definitely establishes uh, obviously a lot of things and stuff that are probably going to show up in the future. Uh, future episodes more so than the uh, first two season openers. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, it's a, and plus, it's just really cool to uh, definitely see uh, how it's expanded almost uh, as far as uh, the locations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got out of Inglewood more than a yeah. couple times on this one. Yeah, I mean, out the country. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll, yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting how uh how will they fan it for sure. For sure. Yeah, the opening montage was nice and I noticed it wasn't just Inglewood. Like you had um the Crenshaw um Crenshaw Mall in there. Yeah. You had a couple places that looked like they might have been on like Jefferson or Exposition. But like little although you notice in that one montage scene at the beginning they show some so they show some black folks, they show some Latino folks and the Paleta dude. Um they show some other people walking, then they show what looks to be a white couple walking their dog, and that's yeah. like the last group of people you see. Like she kind of does the gentrification thing, like on the fringes of the show. Like it's never a, a super main part of it, uh, except for like when she went to the uh, the lady tried to give her the coffee thing. Oh, uh, the I would. <laughs> yeah, are they supposed to be a fish fry? She's like, I don't know, but I heard they're getting rid of all this stuff. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Jacqueline, what about you? What, what do you think generally about this this uh, this episode? I, mean, I enjoyed it being back so much. I'm so glad Insecure came back. I'm not one of these women who was like tripping all over the fact that Lawrence wasn't in it. Truth be known, on the real tea, I'm going to go ahead and name drop this shit. I've known that kid has not going to be on this season since January. <laughs> I, he was in Sundance. And I asked him what's up with Lawrence, and he was like, oh, I'm not in the season. And, like, I knew it back then. And then I saw him at, like, the Independent Spirit Awards, and I was just like, man, these girls are going to be mad. I wish I would have just said something then because I could have been the one to get this whole – because they wouldn't have believed me, and I could just be sitting up here with just, like, anger, like, against all these girls. Be like, I told y'all you wasn't coming back. Uh (laughs) Ah. And you know what? Let's talk about that, too, because – that turned into a thing where people were like, email, you know, sending Issa notes and talking about this and that and really upset about it. I'm like, he's a, he's a main character of that season, of the first two seasons. But like, you know, most of these shows, especially for the dating thing, like 
people come and go. Yeah. yeah. He ain't the main character. Yeah. yeah that's how and, girls was. Text my mom, too. Yep. Yeah. 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 Oddly enough, it wasn't like Hotep's. Come on, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they obviously still coming for Issa because they recently came after her just for that, like, Asian-American comment. She was just like, black yeah. women and Asian men both get rejected on equal footing, so we should come together. And black men have something to say about it. Hotel Sessions, they have something to say about it. Ashley Larry's has something to say about it. And the but, crazy thing about that book is it, the crazy thing is that that's, that's like the most tamest part of the book. I mean, I don't know if you've read it, but the, yes, uh, the chapter where she talks about uh, doing her first cleanse. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody needs to go pick up uh, Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah the cleanse <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a grown-ass man, and I totally felt that with what I had my first cleanse. <laughs> Never again. Anyway, listen. Um, listen. Yeah. So all I will say is just thinking about our girl funny moments. I'm glad the show's back that I was not overwhelmed by the episode. It had some funny moments. Yeah. It definitely was cool, but it just felt like, and a first episode's supposed to do this, but it just felt so much like we're just setting up all of the dominoes that are yeah. going to fall at the end yeah. of the season. And I get that. Maybe this is going to be one of those episodes where, like, we have to establish these situations and these roles now so that they can have an interesting season. But for me, the best part was just seeing, like, Maxine and old boy from a different world. And, <laughs> Yo. Like, the so new... Bill Bellamy? Yeah, Bill Bellamy. Yeah, Bill Bellamy. Like, like, that was the best part, honestly. And that's not the best... That shouldn't be the best part. But that's me was the best part. Hey, anytime I see Eric Alexander, I'm like, Cousin Pam! I was like... <laughs> but then when I re- realized that that was um, um, Daryl... What's his name? Um, anyway, yeah, that was uh, Daryl from Different World and from Homeboys okay. in Space. Homeboys in Outer Space. Yeah, Homeboys in Outer Space. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? And then Bill Bellamy, yeah, then you're like, wait a minute, they dragged him out for this? But I guess this is the new uh, Kevin is going to be the new due north for this season. So yeah, because I mean it, it was in there like three four times in that episode. Or no, actually I think twice twice. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> a Black Lives Matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll I'll say um, I kind of agree with with both of you. Um, it's, it did feel like very setup heavy. It felt it felt like the first couple episodes of Luke Cage where you could tell they were like here are the plot points. You know, these are these are going to be you know, these are going to be things you got to pay attention to for the rest of the season. So, um, yeah. But I'm looking for more of a uh, Kevin and uh, the little kid ha- hiding in the uh, drawer, the, what was it, in the closet, <laughs> in the closet, was he in the refrigerator or something. He was in the yeah, refrigerator. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So let's run through some of the episodes. That opening, the opening montage was gorgeous. Like you said, they showed definitely different parts of the city that we're not used to seeing. And they, they're, okay, there's two parts in this episode where I think they really tried to troll the audience. First off is Daniel bringing homegirl off. Because you're like, <laughs> oh, she moved in and already they're, oh, okay, it's, they're going back to that. And, like Daniel is clearly trying to break this bed. He is mad at this bed. He is angry at this woman. He's trying to destroy his home. And then they pull out, and Issa's still on the couch, and it's all bad. Yeah, yeah that's so bad. I felt bad for her ears. 
Yo, that thing, yeah. Honestly, I felt bad for that girl's back more than her ears, but whatever. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, he was... Like, he was, never heard of fucking before? This is, this is thin-walled Los Angeles. I know you've heard your neighbors before. Come on now. Seriously. Uh, some of us have had roommates before, and... Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, got to yeah. handle it. I don't know where you got to get it. Please. <laughs> you don't know how to adapt to that, by the girl, please. How long did he live in there? She bit it. And you know um, looking uh, as fine as he looks? Bitch, please. She's lucky <laughs> that was the first time. She's been there two weeks. Um, that that, was, that out... was a reprieve on his part, in my opinion, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out, um, so, so that was the first time that the episode trolled us because he thought maybe it was her and then finally find out it wasn't. Um, then the second one is when they show the beach. When they show um, uh, Molly on vacation and they show that dude walking towards the water with the tank top, I was like, wait, maybe Lawrence is in it because he kind of <laughs> has the same hair and he has a similar build. I was like, and they're only showing him from the back. I was like, oh, is, did Lawrence and Humpshank get back together? Or maybe they're on vacation. Or maybe they were trolling us this whole time. And you're like, oh, this is Lewis. This is a beach dick. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you see it, Molly on, on vacation with her little hat and her little drink. And... Yeah, living her best life. Yep. My favorite Molly line is that was like. Molly is my goal to live in L.A. Not 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 the hoist part, more the bank <laughs> That is <laughs> having, having the condo across the street from Staples Center. Yeah, like, I'm trying to get, like, that kind of get my paper right. I'm not trying to be all, like, everything extra Molly is. <laughs> She's, Molly's always, I mean, they're all messy. They're all super messy, but Molly's Molly's on another level. <laughs> she, my favorite line there was like, oh, don't you have a visa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's just remember, Molly is fucking a married dude and having the nerve to get mad at him about it. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, you were the vacation jump off. Please do not come look for me later. (laughs) I saw Stella got her groove back. I'm not helping. I'm going to wind up burning down your car anyway, so just let's keep it moving. You stay here. (laughs) I'll see you next time I'm in Aruba. Um, next up, uh, oh, and at least, uh, Issa gets a side job, um, uh, doing some lifts and, uh, her passenger throws up in the car, which I'm sure has probably happened to many of you lift aliens out there. That's a $300 charge. Oof, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, yeah, for lift, yeah, lift Uber, that's about a $300 charge. <laughs> wow. Yep. Automatic. <laughs> that's why you um, throw up before you get in the lift <laughs> um, next up we got uh, uh, they were, the song they were playing when she was in there was Banana Clip by Miguel um, if you follow Issa Rae on Twitter check out her feed she tweeted out the um, Spotify playlist for the episode which was music in this, I, I thought this music in this episode was great and there's a lot of it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it's, yeah pretty sad uh you know that you know standard quality from Issa definitely, uh, and uh, Raphael Sadiq. Shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to Raphael Sadiq doing the music. Shout out to uh, Keir Lehman, uh, who's the music supervisor. He's also the music supervisor on Black Lightning, which also has great 
great music in there. So mm-hmm. shout out to both of them. It's it's, it's top notch. Hopefully, get they they get some uh, Il Camille in there this season. Some other LA folks. Uh, I I do know. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I say look for episode two. Oh, uh, of course. Look, uh, yeah, uh, that's all I can say, but that's going to be uh, next episode, yeah. Good, good to know. Got something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, okay. and uh, I'll, definitely, uh, I'll definitely tell you guys the story uh, from the conversation that was had, yeah, about that shared episode. Yeah, definitely next year. Check out uh, next year, next week for sure. <laughs> Word. Um, next up, can we just talk about Issa's job? Like seriously, yeah. What's I mean this? If you uh, this is these if these people were a band, they would call be called fistful of assholes. <laughs> they all they all suck. I mean, her homegirls yeah. okay, but for the most part, they generally all suck. You can tell nobody wants to work there. They don't give a shit about mm-hmm. the kids. It's just it's a, like a real struggle. It's it's a struggle office job for everybody there. And, uh, I mean that's that's the average uh, nonprofit situation <laughs> in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody's stressed out about where they're gonna get uh, their funding. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The grant life. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and their boss, White Nick Winnie Mandela. Um, she's yeah. she's a hot, she's a hot <laughs> mess. I think we'll get back to her. <laughs> I'm sure we will. <laughs> although, although you know, we we find out quickly. Like, this episode was pretty good about reminding us not only doing kind of a, an extended, hey, here's what you missed last two seasons, but also catching up on threads super fast. So we know we still know Beast is in the doghouse. You know, ten minutes into the episode for yeah. what happened last season with the uh, racist principal and the black and Latino kids and all that. So. Um, and because of that, partially her it looks like her coworker got promoted. Although I don't, I don't think she was got promoted. Anyway, that's just me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and homegirl is still trying not to, try not to help her either. Talk about I'm not trying to rock the boat right now. So, mm-hmm. so we, we know we how that is. We know where it, where that's about to end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like you said, Jacqueline, lots of setup. Okay, so now. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Euro, I'm going to throw this next one to you because can we just talk about um, your boy hanging out with Daniel and Mary J. Crinkle Pants in the studio? <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, the funniest part is if you notice there is a guy in the back uh, when they show like the little side profile shots of uh, Animal and Daniel, that's the homie Evan. Uh, Evan Washington. Yeah, the dude on the couch doing a funny dance. Uh, Evan, close homie, amazing guy. He actually uh, used to be the manager for Animal, uh, the group Animal was in, this joking group called The Fly Guys, and they had this dope uh, track called Penny Nickel Dime, which is dope after that man. Um, and that was actually, I believe, Issa's first music video that she directed. Um, yeah, Animal... I was gonna say for people who don't know, let them know who Animal is. Like, that's the guy so who's Animal, in the studio with the Astros jacket. Yeah, so that's actually uh, Ethan's brother, uh, and he's actually been uh, he's actually been a part uh, working with Ethan, you know, pretty much since the be- you know since he started doing video stuff, uh, including working with uh, 
working with Issa when in her short-lived uh, rap group called The Double Mix, uh, who did the what? now YouTube classic song uh, Booty Shops. And I'm pregnant. Wait, that's you familiar. Booty <laughs> Shops. Uh, so if you watch uh, Aqua Black Girl, the first episode, uh, Booty Shots is the song that uh, Issa is uh, singing when she's in the car during the first episode of uh, Aqua Black Girl. Yeah, yeah, during the first episode. But uh, Elmo has a boatload of credits uh, by himself. He's actually pretty much one of the most sought-after engineers in L.A. Uh, he actually engineered Kaz's album. Uh, you know, Kaz is the uh, Kaz is actually the one of the, uh, J Cole's artists on Dreamville. Um, yeah, so he engineered Kaz's album. A few, a boatload of other folks. Actually, he actually, if you talk to him, he'll tell you that he's actually the one that taught DJ Mustard how to use Pro Tools. <laughs> See, that's why you are on this show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boatload yeah. of info. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. So it's definitely uh. That's why I always wanted to quote about you, so obviously she takes care of people, you know, who've worked with her family and all of that. So that's definitely, uh, definitely. But uh, going back to the uh, discussion pants, though, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the pants, though. Yeah, those pants were, and then he's like, I bought those. Like, I, I wouldn't tell anybody that. I would just burn them and get her some pants that weren't made out of lycra. <laughs> I'm trying to look uncomfortable. I don't know how I wouldn't be wearing that. That shit looks uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. It was all bad. And she and she and she couldn't. In addition, she couldn't sing. And then I don't know what she was dancing in there. It was all bad. <laughs> all bad. <laughs> she was singing away from the mic. Fell off. So yes. <laughs> As as someone who used to live with two producers. I've had my share of hearing some bad singers and rappers, but that she took all of the cakes and took them home with her. <laughs> Hilarious, no Hilarious. Um, next up, uh, Issa picks up Molly at LAX. Uh, I like what Molly tells her. She goes, hi, my name is Molly, and I enjoy Quiet Ride. Smell <laughs> 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 like, it. Yeah, well, Issa pulled out the Capri Suns, though. So, <laughs> I went, I, when you guys were texting about this the other day, I was like, what are you talking about, these Capri Suns? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, out of all of the things that you thought to put in your car, the regular stuff, the mints, the gum, I don't know, tic tac, whatever. Who? Capri Suns? Oh, I had I I drank uh what's the name of that juice? You know uh it's like it looks in a barrel. It's like in a little plastic barrel. The the ones the New Yorkers call the quarter waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got those in, in over. <laughs> Man, yeah, I've hey, like a, three or four of those in one ride. That is another podcast altogether. <laughs> it's like diners, drive-ins, and Ubers or something. <laughs> Next up, we got uh, Issa taking Molly out to lunch, and they go to Pans, which yeah. if you're from L.A. and you've been anywhere you've near been to uh, Pans at Ladera, <laughs> you've been to Pans. And in, for folks who have not been to Pans, if you've seen Pulp Fiction and you remember a robbery scene in a movie in a, in a uh, restaurant with, uh, with uh, Samuel Jackson and Tim Roth and 
John Travolta, that was filmed in pants. Although if you yep. sit in pants, it does not look like the same. Not look like that, yeah. Definitely does it. And thanks to Issa, that's just probably that's probably be it's probably about oh. to be even popping on a Sunday morning. <laughs> oh yeah, because I used to work like literally a half a mile from there, and that place was the food is great. They got turkey sausages, the red roosters on deck, but that place was usually empty. Like if you went during during the afternoon, um, empty food for great food. So yeah. Yeah, it's about to be popping. <laughs> the white and line. Yeah. In Pulp Fiction, it also looks humongous. It's not. Yeah. Nah, nah. nah. I always thought they filmed that scene at the um, where the Starbucks is on Crenshaw across the street from um, from the Wiener Schnitzel because I think that used to be like a diner. I thought they filmed it there. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Near the uh, yeah. cemetery. I mean, not near the yeah, uh, funeral home. Yeah, uh, Harrison Ross. No, not Harrison Ross. Harrison Ross down the street. The other one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say near Debbie Allen, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely yeah. A, a great spot to eat. Definitely. Uh, I like the chicken and waffle. That's hand when I do. I go personally. Uh, I heard somebody else tell me that, too. I didn't yeah, mean to go back, better. but yeah, I heard somebody else. Way better portions. Way better portions. Oh yeah, yeah, their food's big, but you know, Roscoe's the, the like, all the portions are like the the you get the cheese scrambled eggs, and those are shrinking every year. It's like a burrito <laughs> king taco. Those chickens are anemic. They got off the hormones. They stopped taking their GMOs. Yeah, they gluten free. Yeah, they got they're looking, they're looking like the Cole Richies and stuff. They looking little. Yeah, them wings be small as fuck. Yeah, I can't fuck with Roscoe's no more. I can't fuck with them no more. But they still got the bomb waffles. I'm always going. I don't. I don't even go for the chicken. I go for the waffles. I get my eggs. I get my potatoes, and I'm done. Hey, the waffles is like a cookie, though. At this point, your taste good. However, I am a sucker. Can I say that I am a sucker for Roscoe's gizzards, though? Oh yeah, no, those are good. something about gizzards and red rooster. Something about gizzards and red rooster. Something about it. Love the Red Rooster. So uh, next up was the uh, the TV show with with uh, Erica Alexander and Bill Bellamy and Daryl Bell, um, which Daryl wearing a crazy flat top wig. Um, <laughs> and can this supposed to be a reboot? Yeah, that's what she says later. It's a reboot. Um, <laughs> they also said that for season one, when they did Do North that they had, like, basically, like, a separate production, like a mini, like a, like a second unit that did that show, that filmed that whole oh, thing. Oh, wow. So I'm sure they built the set again for this and did the whole nine there. Um, yeah, I was like, yeah. maybe I was like, maybe we get that dude more spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> that would be dope. Um, next up, we got uh, Daniel stopping by his sisters, and his sister's kind of asking him the questions that he probably should have asked himself before uh, he let Issa in the house, like, what is you doing? <laughs> and her nosy ass daughter trying to get in grown folks' business. Yo, that was hilarious. Okay, so next up we got um, Daniel and Issa having that awkward talk that seems to have spun out of the conversation he just had at his sister Lillian. Um, and again, the setup for this, it seems like, like you were saying, there was a lot of setup in this. Obviously, they're setting up kind of a discussion about boundaries again which mm-hmm. comes up for 
which was going to come up for Molly in about two minutes, but you can tell they they probably should have had this conversation earlier and figured out what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, next up, we we get a variation of the same exact scene with Molly and Joe, and uh, Joe's still trying to Joe's still kind of trying to play side boyfriend, and Molly's you know. That not quite sure if this when is she when she pushed his head down. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I admire her confidence. I didn't I didn't invite you over for the chit chat. Just keep your mm-hmm. actually it's a part. If you pay attention when he's on the phone, he says, "Yeah, I'm at, uh, I'm at Molly's." Yeah, his wife knew. So now we know because remember it was a little it was a little up in the air. Like he had told her he had, they had had this open open marriage, and you kind of believe him, but you weren't sure. And then mm-hmm. now I think they finally like, oh okay, yeah, he's telling her. Like he answered the phone there. He told her exactly where it was. Like you know, there's no uh, mystery about it. He was not bullshitting. <laughs> and she's still like. This is, you, this is still weird. And supposedly that storyline actually came from that actor who was actually in an open yeah. marriage. It's like him, him and his wife. Yeah, I was like, that's a... Yeah, that's a, yeah they, they had a... They did a little show a last year. Yeah, wind down. Yeah, it was a wind down episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't watch the wind down. So, uh, next up, so the song they played was Womp Womp by Valley. It's cool. Um, everybody bite his. Up. Everybody bite his flower. His for his flag. Everybody bite. <laughs> Shout out to Chicago. <laughs> um, next up was was the return that we got y'all. Now the logo. I hadn't paid any attention to the logo before this episode. I had read an article from last year where someone was like, "Is the logo really a white hand with black kids on it? Like that's crazy." <laughs> and they bring that up in this episode, which was hilarious. Um. But what was interesting is, you know, Izar obviously is still in, still in the uh, work jail, and she's she has to do all these callbacks for all these people that dropped them. And you got the impression, well, the impression I got at the beginning was that the schools had dropped, kind of related to what happened with her, like maybe word got out or something. Yeah, because the way that she got treated, you got the impression that like maybe. Like, are these school? Is this all this? Is this her fault, or is this just random? No, I thought that uh, essentially Issa. I guess the point was that Issa, Issa's approach last season was was trying to avoid the problems that they saw with the program as a whole. With a lot of those yeah. schools found. <laughs> yeah, she. I mean, she did a workaround, which was not cool. But I mean. She got she she got she brought the program to a school to two different groups, just not together at the same time. And she she found a workaround to make make the program work for as many people as she could. She just you know obviously it was kind of messy looking. But yeah, the the part of it that was uh, super relatable to me was when she goes in to tell tell uh, White Winnie Mandela like, yo, so I talked to the people and I got some feedback and here's some things that I think we should change. And she's like. Not trying to hear none of that. She's just like my favorite was. Uh, uh, my favorite was like, why is whenever there a problem, you are always attached to it. I'm like, bitch, you see what I'm talking about it. Like, <laughs> like I'm a messenger. But my whole thing is just like, if she's calling me saying, hey, 
there's a problem, she's not attached to the problem. Like, she didn't create it. Like, she probably wants to be like, this is the problem. Yeah, and she wasn't speaking on the behalf of the program. She was just like, I took an, a poll of all of the people who left the pro- program, and this is the findings in the poll. And notice she was just like, well, where'd you get that information? Like, what, do you think she pulled it out of her ass? Like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I like how somebody goes, they, he goes, I saw the flyer. He goes, that everybody's white except one black lady. She's like, oh, that's me. <laughs> and then the one guy goes, oh, and by the way, your logo is hella racist. Do better. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we, we get another bounce back to Molly and Dro, and Dro is still trying to be boyfriend. Yeah, which is super weird. I mean, I guess because they, they have history and everything, but she's just like, it's this, you know, she was like, well, you got to be in one lane or the other. It's either got to be just straight jump off or we're just friends, but it can't be in the middle. And he he doesn't seem to know how to navigate that right now, which is clearly confusing and weird for her. Because the reality is that he got feelings for Bali. <laughs> I guess yeah. I guess that comes up when you do that open relationship stuff. Okay, that's too much. <laughs> and you got those kind of hours in a day. Yeah, it really ain't. It really ain't. So next up is party lift, and I have a feeling, that especially after Lift tweeted about the Capri Suns to to Issa, I have a feeling party lift is going to be a thing. <laughs> that's just me. Although, by the end of the episode, we may have different thoughts on this. <laughs> um, next up, they go pick up... Um, so after the, the party girls, they go pick up Nathan. Nathan with the face. Who, at the uh, Mexican Molly's spot. Married. At the Mexican uh, restaurant. But, uh, yeah, I fuck with that Chinese spot every week on that strip. But, yeah, that Mexican restaurant is disgusting. El Chavo is the best, though. Yeah, so is good. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, best. the one on um, Melrose is dope, too. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's the original one, right? That, yeah, either that one or the one that used to be on Sunset, one or the other. Yeah. So next up, uh, we got the guy who clearly is from out of town, who is very annoyed that it takes 30 minutes to get four miles in L.A., Welcome to Los I Angeles. Like- I will say, uh, Jacqueline, I spent some time in your home state, and at least when you drive for 45 minutes, you felt like you drove long enough to be in the car for 45 minutes. You feel like I'm you drove saying. a long-ass way, not <laughs> I got six blocks. Dude, there's no such thing as a 20-minute errand. There just isn't. You just got to resign yourself to being out. Like, what are you yeah. doing? I went to the post office and I went to the bank. How long did that take? Four hours. Everything's far the fuck away. Sorry. He got me in my feelings on that one. I was just like, yes, yes. (laughs) Don't let them bash away, sweetie. Plus, you cute. It's the brother from How How to Get Away with Murder. He was on, like, the third season of that. I was like, I recognize this ethnically (laughs) ambiguous brother with the light eyes. I know who this is, and I, I, I didn't even have to IMDb him. His scenes came back. Next up, we get the last Lyft driver of the night. Uh, I will call him Mr. Uh, no Fruit Frenzy. I'll, it's no. When he pulled up, they were like, do you think those two dudes are going to fit in? He's like, that's one dude. <laughs> now, now, Mr. No Fruit Frenzy is the dude that you don't ever want to invite to your party because he will take the word party and run with it. Mm-hmm. This is like... You know, I think we've all known that person or been friends with that person or had to kick that person out of our house where it's just like, oh, it's party? Okay. And then next thing you know, he's called 70 dudes. Um, yep. He's changing your music. 
he got on your turntable. So unnecessary. So unnecessary so, too. <laughs> tries tries to get in a fight in your backyard. Uh, there's there's always one. This Rolling dude was blank, only in the car on the blood. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, you just go through that all in all out in the camera. <laughs> He's just like, uh, everybody brown, so it's all good. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. Book. It reminds me though, there is an unspoken like agreement between like the young black Uber driver and like the black person in the back. There's like an unspoken thing. This happened to me the other day. I was downtown and I was getting into a lift. And my Lyft driver was across the street, and to my left was a cop car, and he was a brother. And we had an unspoken communication because I looked left and saw the car. He looked to the right. He saw. He looked to his left, far up inside the car, and he was just like, "All right, is she gonna jaywalk in front of this police officer, or is she gonna <laughs> expect me to bust the U-turn?" Both of us are dark. This is not gonna end up well, and we just need to see which one of us has the balls. <laughs> <laughs> we just stand there at each other like are you going to do it he looked at me well are you going to do it because we both saw that cop car we're like I don't want to do it <laughs> <laughs> but we, we came to that compromise he figured that since I was in the loading zone he could come around and we said that all silently it was beautiful Yeah, it was all, all eyebrows and winks I'm saying no it was, just, it was, it was unsaid but we knew you knew what happened. There, and one thing is, this dude looked like Sean P. That that uh, recipe, Sean Price. Um, but that little, <laughs> that little uh, light skinned dude, like, really handled him though. Like, seriously <laughs> handled him. Like, sent him back with postage due. Like, I was like, Damn. my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, he got on him all the way. Like, <laughs> and I love Issa freaking out. Like, Issa just like screaming, Molly telling her to pull over, and he's still wailing on this dude. <laughs> and if if I'm if I'm right, that's a that's a Chevy Cruze. I had one of those yeah. in the rental once. I could touch the passenger door and still got finger room left over. That car is tiny. <laughs> it is like a narrow it's like a narrow matchbox with wheels. So they were really <laughs> Really doing it up there, and I like that dude. Was like, I gotta go. He gets out the car. He's like, I gotta go. I ain't trying to get hemmed up over. <laughs> also, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. They actually stopped off uh uh near that Mama's, that healthy restaurant. I think that's um, where they picked homeboy up. Yeah, where they picked him up. Yeah, yeah. What's, that's Mama's or something. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, Chef Maryland's. Yeah, Chef Maryland's. They- yeah. Oh, is that the place on Crenshaw by the by the Del Taco? Yep. Yeah, Maryland. Yeah, it's right like that... right when you're getting off the ten. I mean, if you get off yeah, the right, Crenshaw. right past right past Adams, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know there was a bar next to it. Yeah, uh, yo, Maryland has always had a line. <laughs> That's always, always a, a line. Always a line, and they only take cash, I believe. <laughs> That's super hood. <laughs> They they that means the food like is bomb. If it takes cash, that means the food is bomb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that means they can. They can get away with that. They're like, we don't need your yellow bullshit. Yeah, yeah. We're, that was like fucking Visa. City card. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, also, homeboy calls both of them bitches, and Molly and Issa's just like, Molly, cut him out. <laughs> like, and Molly is not your backup in this situation. <laughs> 
and homeboy was out there being a, a southern gentleman. Also, it started raining for no reason, which was probably about the most L.A. thing ever. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Just random. With no, yeah. Yeah, no yeah. chance of rain. No, just yeah. random. The only, the only more L.A. thing was if something just burst into flames for three days. <laughs> um, so that's mostly it. Um, you see, towards the end, we got uh, Issa and Daniel still trying to be roommates. Issa's still trying to be, like, grateful for him letting her stay there, but she knows, you know, there's a ticking clock, trying to balance out their friendship, their romantic, you know. They got a lot of stuff, and it was a weird-ass move for her to go stay with him. <laughs> it makes sense, but it's still a weird-ass move. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yo, that, yeah, Daniel, good dude. I like shit. <laughs> Shit. What do you mean you couldn't do it? Like, are you implying that you couldn't keep your hands to yourself, or are you just like, I don't want you in my house? I don't want you nowhere near me. I don't want you in my real, face. Like, like, if you know. Let me tell you something. Look, <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me tell you. Let, let me tell you something. You. Let me tell you something. Look. If you're not like at that, the only way I'm gonna let a female that I that I low key got dog by stand my crib like that is unless she got to put at least two hundred, three hundred on it. She got to put at least two or three hundred on the rear. You you okay. have the no couches free rule. Nah nah nah. It's that yeah. If you first season you said she you called him and I quote you were an itch that I need to scratch something to that effect. Cook so long. Oh yeah. That was rough. <laughs> yeah, second, second for you. Yeah, I, yeah. you mad because I busted your face? Mm-hmm. I mean, most people, you know, how can I say this? Most women would see that as a compliment. Oh, Lord. Take that, take that as however you want. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you, trip, yeah, and then you, oh, ooh, ooh. This is the part of the podcast where I wish every, there was like a photo of everyone's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. shit. Yeah, you pay a rent. Are you? Let me stop. <laughs> You've dug yourself hey. all the way in, sir. <laughs> you um, pay a rent, or you, uh, yeah, you got, yeah, you got the, uh, you got, yeah, yeah. Ain't nothing in life for free. <laughs> so next up. <laughs> Uh, next up, the light-skinned Lothario is back in Molly's house. And apparently, he's got a key. <laughs> he just uh, khakied his way into the room with his key and poured her some wine. And she's like, I, I d- didn't didn't fight you, but whatever. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a uh, Boundaries. Like, how do people not understand boundaries? Yeah, once you give a nigga a key like that, oh yeah, especially for that year. Yeah, yeah. If you don't live there and you got the key, you got to knock before you come in. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just that's just uh, yeah. Knock, knock, text or call. Because otherwise, you know, I'm gonna assume you. Somebody, somebody starts opening the door. I'm assuming you're the police. Yeah, you never give someone in your rotation the the key. Rotation. <laughs> <laughs> you never yeah, shit. So 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 Molly asks for her key back, rightfully so. Joe gives it to her begrudgingly, looking like his uh, complexion is offended. He decides to go home to his wife. We kind of gloss over the fact that he was just like, you don't get to talk about me and my wife. Negro! <laughs> 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 what the 
in. Yeah, no. while you're this crazy stuff. Come on. That was like your days of taking a Uh, like you can't be like my marriage is sacred when you step in the fuck out on it. Yes. All right. Yes. Acting like you're oh. sacred. Uh, to quote Drake, the nerve. The audacity. <laughs> To quote your Instagram friend, Drake. Fuck. Oh, shut up. No, no. <laughs> Seriously, no. I was just like, the audacity. That made me so heated. I wanted to go back and rewind it to get mad again. All right, like, okay, good hair. You need to sit down. Several seeds. So many. Go outside and pick up a few more. Oh, I can't believe you said that shit. <laughs> that shit needed to get important. Here's a question. Here's a question. Here's a question, though. <laughs> Do you think he got mad because Molly brought it up, or he got mad because he got mad because he he is trying to defend his own weird feelings about his marriage? I, mean, I think he's super defensive about his his his. I'm not gonna yeah. call it weird. I'm just gonna say he's super defensive about his lifestyle choice. <laughs> I don't think you can be in a relationship like that and not have it be like. Obviously, one person suggested that. Like, yeah. it, like you know, that's not something y'all come to together as a mutual decision. So maybe uh, he's just trying to keep it in something nice because it's the easiest thing you can do. Uh, I, who knows? I don't know. I've uh, known some interesting people over the years and. Yeah, cause I know I'm one like, was the wife. It was the wife that was like, uh, "I get to have a side piece as a lady, and we can, you know, both mess around too." Like she put the ground rules out for her husband. He's like, oh, "Okay, cool." Yeah, and that's like, a but lot. But you don't get to be, meet my my lady side piece. I'm like, you know, so like obviously one person probably already has like oh, an entire set of terms and and you know everything, and the other person is like either they're with it, with it or they're not with it, but they probably weren't even thinking of it until it got brought brought up. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of, uh, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I ain't got the time. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know if this dude has a job. Maybe that's how he has time to, you know, sling oh, all no, the stuff a promoter. You remember, he's a promoter at, uh, uh, what's, oh, that? At, at what's that party? Kiss and Grind. Kiss and Grind, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, he has a Have anybody been to Kiss and Grind? Have you guys been to Kiss and Grind? I've driven no. by it many times. Um, my homegirl used to work with them. But um, no, I haven't been. Yeah, did it did it a few times. It's cool. It's a cool little day party. You know what I mean? It was a cool little day party while the bougie black folk like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I realized. It's been around for a minute. Yeah, one of them spots I go to when I realize I'm underdressed. <laughs> like, ooh, Euro, I'm gonna assume that you you were wearing the Euro uniform, which is the hoodie and the cargo shorts and some high tops. Is that, yeah. Is, is, is that accurate? Yeah. Something yeah. to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, a actually, it, um, actually, I couldn't wear shorts. Yeah. Yeah. I had uh, I had uh, khaki shorts on. I mean, khaki pants on. Yeah, because they don't allow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No shorts. That's what you were. That's what you were wearing when I seen you in Chicago. I was like, oh, look at you. Yeah. Just like a grown up today. You. Yeah, that's my uh, standard. Okay, I have to go to this like bougie club, so I better for yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna end it on the uh, the the last when they get after the Daniel needs to talk and kind of try to get to a roommate situation. 
uh, they get do another shot of the show, which is uh, Kevin, K-E-V, apostrophe Y-N. Um, when Bill Bellamy walks in with the Kaepernick jersey, talk about knee two, hashtag knee two. I was like, this dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, Erica Alexander's character says something about uh, the black woman being the foundation of this country. Well, she she had the Black Lives Matter shirt too. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was like, like yeah. I, I dig it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I I think you guys were right. It was definitely a slower burn, and it definitely um, tonally it was a tiny bit different. It was a little less uh, jokey, joke, joke. But it was probably most likely because it was it was totally a setup episode. But I I was cool with it. I really liked all the kind of B roll shots of L A. and like you said, I like that they expanded the look of L.A. and they got a little bit out of their, their immediate neighborhood. So nice seeing people get into different different spots. <laughs> so I think we're going to wrap it up. Miss um, J. Quellen, where can we find you on the Internet? <laughs> you can find me at that J. Quellen. <laughs> Just kidding. Y'all can find me at that Jacqueline any and everywhere. I can't even say it. I can't say it. I just got to laugh. <laughs> y'all, can, y'all know where to find me. Yeah, we can find you. Um, we got your page number. Uh, Mr. Euro Garrett, <laughs> where can we find you online? Uh, yeah, you know, EuroG.com, uh, Instagram, EuroG323, Twitter, EuroG. And you can find me at, at Ahmad Childress on Twitter. You find me anywhere else. Don't tell me anyone you saw me because I wasn't there. Thank you for listening to Insecure, the Insecure podcast, and find us on iTunes, Google Play. Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Google Podcasts. I'm sorry, they changed the name of the app. And uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, uh, like the show, drop a review, do something like that, give us a high five. Thank you for listening. Late. Peace. No jack one noise? Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. I didn't know if I needed to make a noise. <laughs>